Hey. That was a good clap. Hey. Hey. Little do you know they can't hear the clap. They can't? Just all of a sudden it starts with you saying, hey. Oh. Hey there. They can't. Oh, yeah, would, that clap. I would hope hey, it's to line up audio. Right. <laughs> line go. it on up. I don't even know why we do that clap. There's no camera to sync it to. The audio is the way. audio. We're going to get this one out of the way right away. Migration, Benelli. Benelli <laughs> migration madness. <laughs> um, there's, no, there's no way a soft, soft doing this anymore. Everyone hard knows sell. about it. Hard sell. And this is going to be a straight hard sell. Benelli migration madness. Not even a hard sell. People just sometimes might not have listened to the past couple podcasts. And we got to let people know. What is it? Shoot dash on? Shoot dash on dot com forward slash Benelli migration madness. Get in. You have until October 31st. It's been running since August 1st. You have until October 31st. About 17,000 worth of prizes from a whole bunch of people. Benelli banded federal tetra ghg avery realtree shoot-on.com. and what you learned about last week we got to let people know it's not just one benelli it's you three get the family of a 12 a 20 and a 28 all in max seven yes correct i wanted to see because the other day when i looked at this they had a little tally going oh of how many entries of how many entries Ooh. were in there it while you not, look that it, up you can gain oh so there was 35,000. There are now 111. Hey-o. Ew. It's 70, le- 70 days left. To- Maya, unfortunately, says zero entries because I'm not allowed to win. <laughs> so I'm not entered, but you all should be entered. You can go on the website. Then you can visit your local dealer and get a secret code to get more entries. You can refer friends and get more entries. You can watch Benelli Films and get more entries. Lots of ways to get in there, extra than just one going on there. Um, so You know what's... I mean, I'm the family of Benelli's is unbelievable. But given the climate and nature of the world, three cases of black cloud. I mean, for most people, Gold. three three cases last you years. If you're just you know casually hunting, would we, you. would we correlate to that like cigarettes in prison? Exactly, top ramen, big big money, big mm-hmm. money, big money. They had a couple cases at that dinner uh, that we all went to on Saturday that were in the silent auction. What dinner? the nevada waterfowl association dinner shame on us for not ever bringing it up on this podcast but uh so i was attracted to this uh decanter scent 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 what'd you say i was attracted to me oh Oh. well you physically flew you off because you got flabbergasted scent scent Scent? i Uh, think decanter scent is that stuff in anchorman that he wears in in the office sex panther (laughs) 60 percent of the time works every time uh no, so these de- decanters were really cool. They were like old Ducks Unlimited, still had the liquor in them. And I was the winning bidder on the thing at like 50 bucks forever. I thought I had it. I honestly forgot to even go back and look because no one bid on it all night. But the shotgun shells, I think they needed like two pieces of paper to get all the bids on those things. Everybody wanted them so bad. See, that that decanter, whoever won that, is the smart person. Yeah, they, they sit waited. there and wait in the weeds. Wait, wait till I've had one yep. too many beers. Yep. Forget it. I literally checked it probably three different times. And no one was bidding on it. And really, no one was bidding on the other one. And I didn't want to be gluttonous because I did want them both. But I was like, dude, this other guy's bidding on this one. I'm bidding on this one. I'm happy with it. I'm not going to mess with this other one. No one's messing with me. You know, then they're kind of like, oh, silent auction closes pretty soon. So I went back over there and looked again. And I was still winning. And I was like, maybe I overbid, which is fine. You always want to overpay for things at a dinner like that because you're giving it away. Then I remember Chad saying, 
items number one through 13 are closing da, 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 and i'm and in my mind i'm like is that thing 13 things away from that first spot i was like probably in the second round of stuff because it was like yeah almost remember. three quarters of the way down the table you know and uh but I, in my mind, I'm like, also, nobody's bidding. So I just, I want it. I got to, but I do need to go over there and pay is what I was thinking. Uh, no. Somebody Don't count your chickens. Somebody before. bid, and they bid like $5 more than me, which uh, there should always be like, it's got to go up by 20 bucks. Cause yeah, dude, if, I, if I'm in at something at 150, yeah, you're, you're getting it for 155. You're not going to name But you're not person. going 170, you know, like, so <laughs> yeah, not, I lost it. You're that not going to name the person. That was probably the worst I, part of your I didn't know the guy. <laughs> worst part of the night. What was the best part of the night in your opinion? I have mine. Uh, well, uh, my buddy's son, Giovanni, won a shotgun that I thought was really cool. I always like to see when kids win, uh win a major reward like that but uh I, the kids doing the national anthem was or the pledge of allegiance was really cool yeah um there was a great video didn't have any audio uh <laughs> on it that was cool to see no um yeah I, probably those kids i like doing that national anthem i like to make sure we keep that uh going what about you what what was your time what? oh i also before I let you speak, they had that thing where you pull the matchsticks out of the duck to yeah. get your. Uh, I was four for five, so Were I was you? very proud of myself on that. Did they end up putting a second duck out? By the way, I think that was so popular. I think I'm yeah. pretty sure they. Yeah. Put a second yeah. One oh yeah. Out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Your your favorite. My part. best part was it was the Nevada Waterfowl Association, but with our close ties and what we've done with the California Waterfowl Association with Rocky and stuff, they actually had their annual dinner and. Like directors, uh, directors meeting or meeting something up yeah. in, in South Tahoe, and they left that in the middle of it to come down. Several members of CWA's board came down to the Nevada Waterfowl and spoke. Rocky is not just part of California Waterfowl, but he also has his Merlot Waterfowl operation. He donated a hunt, which was I think the most expensive thing of the night at six grand. It went for six grand. Yeah. What did that foul live bottle of booze go for? It went high too. Eight hundred dollars for a bottle. One, of foul, one bottle of single, single barrel. What's that? Fifty bucks in the store, maybe. Yeah. So those. I'm not just. I mean, but for my point of the favorite part of the night is that Rocky and California Waterfowl recognize how important conservation is, and for them to come support Nevada Waterfowl like that at their dinner and speak at it and donate and stuff like that is very. I, I thought it was like top notch yeah that was good actually um clint what was your favorite part being in the poker room afterwards i would uh, aces rolled <laughs> up over kings absolutely not taking tourists for pots well uh, sitting there a, a sidebar a sidebar clay and i for the could tell the same story we hadn't sat and played poker live poker in a casino in years all the not, the rules haven't changed. The game's the game, but the casinos, COVID, post COVID, they've changed what they do, and it's goofy the way they the way they take the you know make their money. Bill, Billy was telling me you got to pay five dollars to every dealer change or fin every half hour. Every half yeah, hour. every half hour. Even so, right when you sit down, so it's like, well, when's the next half hour coming? Because it, it just it was a weird deal. Is it? Maybe I, I didn't really think about it, but do you get free drinks when you're in there? Yeah, yeah. tip you so, know tip drinks so. Yeah. I mean, but, and they say because there's now only one blind, which is three dollars. And this, I don't even know if it's at every poker house. It is now at Peppermill. Obviously, we haven't been in a poker room in a long time, like he was saying. But you sit down, you pay your five dollars, just okay. for time. And then they they justify it as there's only one blind. 
And so instead of a small blind and big blind, there's only one blind and it's three dollars. But so the but, so, but so more, the blind so the blind is going around the table, whereas instead of there was a high low where say we just started you're the high i'm the low small then it's going to move yeah you're going to go small and now i'm the high and now it's going to go for a while where neither of us are anything till it gets back to you so now it's three bucks is just going around the table every every single hand yes but plus in a way you're you're paying for every hand too because you're in for five bucks you're you know so yeah but also they say it's there's only one blind but usually typically in on the lower end you know stakes game the blinds were one and two right so it's still the same you're still paying three dollars you know every two those i was gonna two say hands. what do you what do you get in a half hour maybe two or three hands depending on how they go yeah play exactly. to be able to play, play. wise yeah, yeah. probably I mean, yeah it depends on how tight you are here's here's what it comes down to too just to analyze it a little further Some nerd two two <laughs> levels well yeah it's money at the end of the day but two levels of it you have all these old season dealers that maybe a lot of them left during covid moved on to something else retired yeah. i don't know because you've you know poker dealers a poker dealer it's not the same as being a blackjack dealer or any other game so there's a bit of stress on that dealer as far as taking a rake so the rake is dependent upon every pot how much money's in the pot once it hits ten dollars they take a dollar out kind of thing and but so so it makes it a much easier on the dealer, right? Dealer never has. Oh, to they're not doing the rake about. anymore. No, no, rake. no live, so no pot rake. No, no rake and only one blind. And and the kicker with it, money wise, is there's a max rake. So let's let's just say you're playing four eight limit hold'em. Yeah. You know, max rake is maybe five or six dollars, eight dollars, something like that. A lot of times the pots are way bigger than that, so they're losing money on the top end on the bigger pots. Oh wait so a I'm minute! I'm sure they calculated it all out. And went oh, you're not what? playing no limit. There are L- no same, limit, no limit. Also five dollars to sit, five dollars to sit at no limit, at least in that casino. When you guys were playing the other night, what was the limit? Three six. It was only a three six. So you're sitting at a table with four other people, ten total. Okay, so no, eight other people. Yeah. If it's a full table, if sure. Full table. Your max, your max bet is eight dollars. Six dollars, but you could get raised. So if you on the on the flop. It's three or pre-flop, right? On the your two cards is three dollars to stay in, then three dollars on the flop, and then turn and river are six dollars. But you can get raised Minimum, at every yeah. step. So you, can, if you put out six and Clint raises him, that goes to twelve. Someone raises him, it's eighteen. Someone raises him, twenty-four. Now you go back and call twenty-four. Well, the guy who put in twelve could go screw you. I'm going to thirty-six, and it goes around and around. Most some casinos and allow, at that time, and at that time, they're not taking any more money in their rake. Like their rakes, they got a max for their rake. So, if we were if we were smart enough, we could kind of figure out what's the max pot you could take out of a ten seat table. I mean, yeah, is, most, it, is it a hundred bucks? Or yeah, is it, well, and that's the thing. Some because some casinos, like I just said, some go five max raise. So if I raise you and Clint raises me and two other guys raise. The four people can only you can only raise like a five max sometimes right and then it's usually then unlimited it's, once it gets down to two right. people so if two people are left on the river you know after the fifth card so say dealt. say 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 it comes to me and I, and I bet I bet five and you raise me five and now you're in for a five and it comes back to me and you know, I hits to ten I got to call ten or raise again so you can and you can do that just one more time basically right well, some, that's why that's why i was just saying it, some casinos stop it at five total raises or six yeah. to, they whatever usually they usually have a cap on raises cap on gotcha. raises not only not only because it's a limit game it's so it's time they they the more 
yeah. cards that are on the table, the more your customers are going to be happy and all that kind sure. of stuff. But because it, it, it takes a while and it's structured, it's, you know, at some point, if it was a no limit game, they'd say, well, somebody's going to go all in. So it's, you know, we need to basically move this. Because there is on. no all in when you're playing, unless you get down to your last yeah, five you bucks or whatever. You can go all in. Once you have gotcha. no more money you on the table. Call the raise. Right. But the thing about the no limit, so like the, the most common game is one, two, no limit. Yeah. So you're actually starting off with very small entry. Right. Uh, but when they when it's no you limit, you can raise by whatever you want, sure, correct? Any, so any you go amount. one, two, and if I got a pocket aces, I can go here a hundred, and then everyone has to go a hundred. Yeah, and then well, it, and then it gets strategy. to you, and you check it or whatever. And that's then, where strategy comes in. Right, you, know, you don't want to chase everybody away, kind sure. of thing. But but the thing about no limit is you're not going to play near as often, right? You're going to get a right. lot of you're going to go out. Well, no, no, I'm just saying, just just in a normal game, going back yeah. to the, to the five dollar versus the rake. Yeah. You've already got so let's. There's ten people at the table, so you already got fifty bucks. Casino's already made fifty bucks for the right. next half hour. I might not play that entire half hour at one two no, no limit. limit. I mean, I'm not gonna right. play. I'm not gonna play. Maybe even I'm not even gonna play jack ten off suit or something. I'm not gonna play sub. Yeah, you're gonna hands. have to have something to play. So you might sit for the entire half hour at no limit and not even play. So you're sitting there going, "Wow, it just cost me five bucks to just sit here," v- versus two dollar blind as it came around. So yeah. You're going to play a lot more often at this at the uh, at the structured limit games. Yeah. So yeah. even at no at no limit, it makes even more sense to do the five dollar per hour because for that reason, you're not going to play near as often. And so that's so. the thing. Some you know they calculated out. Well, if we have a max rake on a on a fifty dollar pot, we're taking out four bucks, whatever it is. And if if a hand. Each for five successive hands, the pot only gets to you know some everyone folds and it's called a walk and you don't play or two people play and it only goes to ten bucks. They're making a dollar on that hand versus fifty dollars every half hour. They're not even taking a rake on a small yeah, pot. Yeah, they're like not that. even taking rakes. You usually got to get ten to so, fifteen dollars in the so pot. So if you don't rake any hands for the casinos, some nerd sat there and went, well hell, here's a way to for us to make a hell of a lot more money. They make less than fifty dollars. Per hour, yeah. Per half hour, they make less than a hundred dollars an hour on a on probably any given poker table. You got to figure they were definitely statistically yeah, right. less than a hundred. So they said, "Well, let's just guarantee that we make." Now that's a full full table. Think about it from the other side. Maybe it's a little slow time, and there's only five people at the table. Twenty five bucks, but five people at the table, you're just going to have this really slow action, and they probably you know maybe they only make fifteen bucks. Well, they just made twenty five, so they're. They're definitely increasing their and there's their but there overall was rake. fifteen full tables in there. But every everything that they yeah everything that the casinos do do do, do. do. General, their general rule is poker rooms. That's why a lot of don't casinos don't make poker rooms take up a lot of real estate. They don't make for the casino. They right. don't make that much money compared but to slots. Obviously, all the most, slots and t- those games make the most money. Yep. Most guys play something else. You know what I'm saying? Most so everybody plays. Th- they're hoping yeah. that. Your your poker or your yeah your poker player comes in and loses a thousand bucks at the blackjack table and then goes into the poker room for four or five hours and piddles around and mm-hmm. does whatever he's gonna do mm-hmm. and you know loses and, and the poker players like those players because they're sitting there going oh, I just lost a thousand so what's another couple two three hundred more and right. just just live in the table up and kind of throw away the rest of the right money. and I also think that they probably were seeing people going in there with a $20 bill and having four or five drinks on the house 
and doing their small blind, big blind, and folding every hand except for when they're the big blind and they walk out of there with five drinks in them for twenty bucks. Yeah, and they don't like that. Generally, it's <laughs> a buy-in's usually forty bucks minimum. So you'll you'll sit down with forty bucks, but you could see that yeah. you could play yeah. real slow and get a play real slow. And Most get of the time, drinks. I would imagine if you're there to drink, you're gonna go play pie out poker or just sit at a slot, yeah. a five cent slot or something, you know, and take your time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, when you really think about it, those poker rooms aren't good for them. No, even of, when they were taking a rake and all that stuff. Think it, about the size of that. How many machines you could fit into that real oh, yeah. estate? Well, like there's so. If much they were fifteen money. blackjack tables, you know, they're winning every every pot that the dealer can win them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I, I, I still believe statistically it's more the machines. It's the machines, the are, multi-real machines, the, the video the machines puzzles, those make are money more makers. money yeah. for the house than any. What is the worst odds at a casino? As far as worse for, for the them. casino, yeah, it's roulette, right? What one though? What do you mean? Double zero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. roulette. Yeah, some mm-hmm. only have a one zero, but if you have a double zero roulette, those are the best odds. It's fifty one forty nine. Yep. And casino. it's still in their favor, but yeah, 51. that's why they added that double zero, right? Is to make it just <sighs> it a little away. bit in their favor. That's why they took it away. <laughs> or took it away, <laughs> took whatever. It away to just but the best odds is war. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever seen Chevy Chase in Vegas vacation? Uh, so best part of the night, I would oh, just yeah. overall, just to, I would I would uh, piggyback off of Clay on on Rocky Merlot, California Waterfowl being there because Chad emceed the event. Um, which he's been a part of a bunch of them kind of behind the scenes and, and, and out front, but I believe he's never emceed Nevada waterfowl, correct? Nope. Never uh-huh. has. So I thought that that was a really cool, just sign of respect and about their relationship and their friendship and all that kind of stuff. The fact that they were there, not only the bigger picture wetlands and habitat and conservation, but I, frankly, I think it was also Chad and his connection with Rocky and, and those guys too. So I, I felt a lot of, pride for my brother and you know that kind of thing as far as yeah they gave him the president's kind of award you know it, he's the godfather he's il, il padrino so you got to show your respect you know right. no it, the- it, it's funny because it, this is this will be a little bit of a sensitive but waterfowl hunters well all hunters in general can be very sensitive and uh what's the word i'm searching for here uh, they they don't they don't like chad's success and we've known that here for years right there's there's guys that they just hate that chad's successful at that so to see him be on that stage and do that stuff and it it, it is cool you know yeah. what i'm saying and to further it even more to me i mean i can think about all the dozens of dinners of all different stripes right nbu all of them that's not a huge huge money dinner compared no. to some of the big ones right big game dinners and stuff but proportionally for the money that was in that room and if you were to kind of ask people when they were walking out the door compared to any previous year, Ducks Unlimited, Nevada Waterfowl, whatever it is, RMEF, rate that, you know, scale of zero to 10 where, as far as good time. Oh, yeah, it was great. I thought it was a great, it was, great like it was a live room. The food was awesome. Because food was great. Yeah. They're typically, I hate to say, they're mostly boring, boring right? Terrible. They just drag along. You're yeah. falling asleep after dinner. That was a lively room. I think people had a great time. He Chad did a great job of getting all the youth in the room involved, yep. and no, it, you know, so it, it proved that it's you know that's that's the way to do a dinner too. Well, I think I definitely think. Uh, no offense to the those that, but the NBU has lost its step to me. You know, well, we all went this year, 
it's just, it's just a, too big. Just it's too big. Yeah. The think, room's too big. It's just that barrel of raffle tickets is so big. You can't argue with the money that they make. Yeah. And I and I do think overall it's a fun dinner, but it's it drags. That that don't you think it it's drags just like because there is so much yeah, money. I mean the average drone, guy in there can't afford it as yeah. far as the the average person. Yeah, there, so it does but, drag. It's fun because we can afford the the ticket and go hang out and free drinks and da 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 da. But then to sit there you're not participating $125,000 for the elk but also just hearing the the drone of all the raffle tickets in the you know I liked even though it went on for a hair too long if I'm being a critic but I liked hearing about that Tabor dude and there's a Tabor blind out at canvas back right Mm -hmm. so I liked hearing about that I liked seeing some of those old pictures I would like to see personally you know even at the nbu i'd like to see a five or ten minute presentation about you know nbu the, NBU, the guzzlers show me the the caller of the the rams and what they're they doing just, they have it on in the background on the screen yeah and but you can pay attention yeah. for a little while but they never really address no, it. no they don't talk right? about it yeah they, they got still photos of them going up in helicopters and all that stuff but like it's not you know it's it like i said it's just a drone of a live auction and a raffle prizes like there's no sustenance to it anymore because yeah. it's no, so big and you got to so get big. through it. Yeah. It still takes six hours, you know, just it's. Yeah. And it's, I, and I, I, the same thing, I guess any of those dinner that are based around a live auction, they're, they're just not as fun. Like I like the silent auction. You can go buy stuff. You can spend some money, a few big ticket items. You know, you do I, like, I really enjoyed the, I like those bottle, uh, you know, raffles where you buy a bottle and then you're entered into, you know, you're a one in five or a one in 10 chance of winning a raffle. Like that's a great that thing. Yeah. And it's exciting, right? Because it's short and there's five to 10 people in the room that are like, dude, you know, I got a really good chance at winning a gun. Yeah. I liked the, you know, you live auction off that great goose hunt. Jokingly, I said there was a video, that, but there was a cool video that went with it. Like, I think the NBU could do better at that. You know what I mean? Like, you're you're going to. You want a high auction, you know, whatever. Like when they do our dead dog walking, I was thinking they the could same they thing. could get they could get a ten second clip from us as some coyotes charging a little, in to just a set to some music and say, "Hey, here's what you're looking at." Yeah. Same with you know they do that Mexico sheep hunt. You know, here's the last three rams they killed out of there. One ninety, one you know, whatever. Boom, 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 boom. Right. But and I get the time plays a factor in all of it, but it's like I don't know. Like I I'm gonna agree with you. I'm piggybacking off of you. I thought it was a lively room. It was a fun room. It was freaking, you know, uh, not not boring. It was. Just, I was just gonna say, I judged, I judged that like I wanted to leave NBU like after the two hours. Right. That I didn't want to leave that night. That's you end up there till yeah. after it's closed and all that, you know. And and there was the same casino downstairs to get to. You know, they're both in the same place. And the it's casino just, appreciated it because a lot of people later they're so bored they get the heck out of there. Yeah, they leave and go downstairs and hit that poker room. No, I'm saying they just the people are there for just the dinner. They're out of there. Yeah, that's they what I'm saying. Leave, you know. Yeah, no, the, the night's fo- over. The, and the food was good. The the drinks were good. It was all good, man. Got had, a great silent auction. I had to laugh. The guy I was sitting next to, I, I made the joke numerous times during the night, but I sat between a, two good friends, and they're both uh, kind of of different skills as far as fighting and martial arts. You know, one guy's about 
145, 150 pounds soaking wet. And Bill's lost a lot of weight, but Bill's a big guy. So I'm sitting between them. I made the joke, like, I'm the safest guy in the room tonight. You know, got the the 6'5", you know, biker, and then you got the 5'8", Krav Maga master. Golden gloves and Krav Maga. Well, and I'm sitting there, and we're all having a good time and, and eating, and I'm looking over at Neil, and he's not touching his plate. Like, it's just sitting there in front of him, and he's just, you know, he's in conversation and stuff. I'm thinking... He's not going to eat anything, you know. So we essentially had what would you call it—a braised beef, kind of a kind of a yeah, like a pot braised. roast, pot roast, kind of. Know, yeah. Just pull it apart, some mashed potatoes below it, some asparagus, veggies, carrots. He doesn't eat meat. Nope. No, he could have ate the potatoes. He could have ate the the vegetables, but I think because the meat was touching, well, it's I got a know, meat but meat gravy on it. Yeah, he, he didn't touch it. So uh, Corey's son across the table loved that <laughs> college age kid. <laughs> he basically got two plates. Yep. Uh, yeah, you know he what? didn't eat dinner he just sat there he, he had no dinner he ate the bread on the side yep you know what i i do i will say and i, and I think it's great and like barbara my jilly's mom you know she's the same way he's a vegetarian there's annoying vegetarians that would have been like what do you have for me that's not you know and then there's guys like her and barbara like barbara's the same way barbara went to that dinner she would ate the salad she would ate a roll and she might have probably eaten the potatoes that didn't have meat gravy on them type of thing uh or the veggies even with the meat gravy you know whatever but she's not like opposed to meat but she just doesn't eat it but they don't bitch they don't complain they don't tell you that they just in their life they they've made a choice not to eat meat whatever it is you know Mm -hmm. and weirdos for him it's health you know (laughs) for him yeah the dude's I think he's past 60 now, right? Oh, he's way 62. past. He's 62 oh, he's years 62. old, and he looks younger than me. Yeah. But but I thought, you know, like I said, I thought that was cool. It's like, I, I don't need, he doesn't need to draw attention to it. He doesn't need the waiter to go get him a special meal or nothing else. He just, he don't eat it. He ate the salad. He ate a roll. He ate the dessert. And maybe when he goes home, he eats a plate of pasta. Nope. I saw one person not complain, but ask for uh, no gravy just because they, he, cause he has celiacs. Oh, so yeah. So just the flour and the gravy sure. and stuff. So he said, can I just have one of these without gravy? And that was it. And they brought him one without gravy. And- uh, oh, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> no, you're good. Um, shoot. I had something funny to say. Anyway, it'll come to me or maybe it won't. But no, I thought it was a, yeah, I thought it was a good night. And I mean, what was there? 10, 10 university age, probably kids there. And then probably yeah. ten younger kids there, maybe fifteen well, younger kids. I would say more than fifteen. Maybe twenty. Yeah, yeah, I'm going with twenty. I guess where I was just going with that is that it's like, you know, that's that that's what we need. To that's what we need in that room. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, there's a there's a generation that's that's not present. You know what I'm saying? And that's the the kids right now that are sixteen to. 20 and and maybe a little bit more you know the this this shitty generation that we have right now <laughs> i think you know, i'd say Corey the trophies, was not the only one the, there the trophy generation yeah dude the, the kids that don't hunt the, my nephews aren't there you know what i mean like we do have a we have a bad generation right now that they're not gonna hunt and i mean and i guess something could change in your life later but very very few people get into hunting later in life as opposed to when they're younger right wouldn't you agree i yes. mean there's there's far less people like tom who he grew up around this area, but he was on the ski mountain, you know, and he was, then he met some guys that hunted and he wanted to get into it. But, you know, if Much a typical guy like Tom 
grows up on the mountains, hangs with the snowboarder skiers. Stays there. Stays there. He just happened to hook up a, a job with guys that hunt. You know, other than that, he would have stayed in his circle of skiers and never done it. So yeah. it was good to see those young kids, yeah. uh, the younger kids there. You and know, I would add to it where if you do grow up and in, in the lifestyle and you could have a bad experience every now and again, I guess. But generally speaking, there's a low dropout rate is what I'm getting sure. at. Right. Yeah. If you, if you've grown up in the lifestyle and done it through high school and then on off to college and you have to take time off if you're doing things, but you generally stay around. Yep. That's all of us. Right. Yep. I mean, well, that's all of us. And there's, there's a way there's a, there's a, even a less of a percentage of a dropout. There's more people that join into it later in life than there are people who drop out of if they grew up in it is, is I'd imagine the statistics. Oh yeah. Which is sure. what you want to see. You know, you, you teach them, right. You get them great experiences. They're going to continue to want to do it and then pass it on to their children too. It's funny though. You do see, you do see some of the older guys drop out of it. Like, you know, whatever they, they get. I know some people well, that they, was, they don't want to see. They'll go hunting and stuff, but they don't want to shoot anymore. You know what I mean? Oh, that's, I get but, that. But that's yeah. more. But yeah. that's more big game. Is yeah, 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 big game. But if I think we need to do, uh, getting more people into waterfowl, because like with big game, we've talked about it with Uncle Mel before. You you might like, you might get a tag as a junior, one of your five years that you're eligible or whatever that is, right? Mm -hmm. And if you don't ever, you might. Like, I'm pissed. I'm, I never get a tag. But if you bring them up in waterfowl, they can go out shooting and killing every day for the whole season. So yeah. there's more, you know. Yep. Tough here, though. 100% a little bit tougher Waterfowl here. and predator But they have hunting. a lot more opportunity to go have fun sure. and, and sure. camp. You any might, any and kind of non-tag hunting. You, should integrate. you don't get to yeah. go one weekend or two weekends. Could be chuck or could be dove. You know, good yeah, more wing more shooting fun. type or predator yeah. hunting type stuff. Waterfowling here, I think, is hard. I think it intimidates most people because they don't, they're not good at it. You know what I mean? Or, or, or you don't have a good spot, and or a combination of you're not that good at it and you're at a bad spot. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if you're if you're a guy that doesn't do a lot of hunting and you try to go to Stillwater on a Saturday morning, not gonna have a great you yeah, know, but I, think be I think there's better chance of getting people addicted to waterfowling and them moving out into big game. Sure, versus sure, sure. If you try to get them in addicted to big game and then try to transfer them into waterfowl. Oh, I, I agree. Or I mean and I mean you could like I said, you could replace waterfowl with upland. Just true. Anything where you're getting to go. Yeah. You're guaranteed you know, everybody's guaranteed October first to go do some kind of chucker hunting, quail hunting, duck hunting goose hunting you know coyote hunting whatever you know you can go yeah if you're hoping to just draw a tag as a junior and that be your experience yeah you you're not staying in it you're not going to be in it well and, and how many people do that i mean that's tons. that's pretty no do just just big gaming hunt with their kids oh that's what i'm saying is that i think there's a I lot there's quite a bit but i think there's a lot that just put their kids in for tags and then we're like oh you didn't get anything yeah. see you next year you know like mm. i mean i get there there are i yeah there's there's a when you think about like our friends at hunt and stuff, there's there's a fair amount of them that bring their kids. I guess that chucker hunting's maybe a bad bad example because a lot of walking involved in that, and the, yeah. some some kids probably don't can't hang. But do you think? Chance well, what, what just consider that versus waterfowl hunting? You're sitting and you get in a cold blind and you're yeah. wet and 
I mean, that can turn a kid and off real quick. Too, it's so. tough here, and not some. A lot of people don't see a bird, you know, all year long because they're, you know, they don't have the privilege of going to the canvas back or greenhead or, you know, something like that. So they're they're out fighting the public waters or whatever, right. and they don't. You and know. we just don't have a lot of access, a lot right. of marshes. To, so should to we start from. a nonprofit of kids going be like forming a relationship with? canvasback or or clubs over in california and and teaming up with them and taking kids hunting should we well, personally just, just say in, in general we should it be out there for you know? should it be uh, is there one out there that, i see i see some not a lot but you typically see some, more you see some kids vet, out there's yeah, more veterans, veterans stuff like that yeah, is, there, is there one specifically for kids kids sign up and they get three hunts a year whatever and people donate these clubs, like you're saying, where it's going to be cold and they can't go and they don't shoot. You want to kind of be successful where you team up with 10 clubs over in California and wherever else and they can make it. They can make it. You know, I mean, I, I, obviously we're not going to figure out the fine, yeah. but, but you just you did just put something that might be cool. You know, if you're canvas back and knowing what's I mean, obviously it's highly sought after, but. Maybe there is a little cabin there that, you know, you, you get a thousand dollar donation from everyone out there or whatever, or, or you do a dinner and you, you remodel one of those old cabins and you, and you, and it's a, you know, a youth cabin type where every weekend, every Saturday, you know, we're going to host a, a, a kid under 15. And I guess you get there. Here's the thing. And we're not going to figure out all the details, but you'd have to have their, uh, their parent or guardian with them, I guess at the yeah, same for time. Sure. Right? And, and what, how do you, so canvas back puts out, um, let's say four dates, a, five dates a year, right? Five days. I would say one every weekend of the season's open, you know, oh, you, that and, would be and, the commitment you would want. Cause that's really what so only 15, you're saying say 12, as a member, days. as a member, you donate one of your hunt days to taking a kid and then so you have x amount of members out there they donate out one hunt each so you multiply you know that's 130 days basically in the season or something whatever that is because each each member is going to give up one day to bring up a kid right so then you have a thing on their website that kids sign up to and then you have a draw or, or i was gonna or you because there's gonna you be could, way more you could kids. do that or you know one you could give them obviously to all the dinners right so like you guys you know come hunt you know come come hunt at the canvas back with your kid it's gonna include your lodging and a meal and you know uh whatever no, and nothing else you yeah. know bring your own stuff and yeah. then you know you're you're gonna be you're gonna get the guidance of a of a seasoned hunter you're, he's going to take you on his draw. Yep. You're going to jump in his boat if that's what the hunt is, and he you drive you draw a you know Tabor number one. That's where you're going in the morning, and you're going to sit out there, and yep. he'll teach you know he'll teach you what he knows about throwing out decoys and calling or not calling and yep. duck identification and da 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 da. And you and the older guys, the older members out there aren't going to do it. They probably won't want to do it, but. Uh, but you'll uh, get, you know, Dave would do a week, yeah, Tommy would do a week, Ken would do a week, Mark would do They're going to say yes. Yeah, so you could get 50 kids a year out to the canvas back. But that's only if they do it one time a year sure. per member. Let's say they do it three I'm I'm cool with going three days with a kid, a donated yep. kid. Yep. That's 150 hunt days. 
Yeah. And kids, you know, if you if there's less than 150 kids, you you get back put back in the draw to go a second day. But if there's more than 150 days, each kid can only go one day. Yeah. To give everybody a chance. And I think you you know one of the good you you do it at you know hunter safety, the kid that kid that scores gets a hundred he he wins it. Or, and maybe it's 100, 99, 98, the top three scores in the class. The, those kids each get a get a waiver for a free day out at the canvas back or, you know, whatever. Yep. And, and, I then, know. and then on their website or whatever, they have a yeah, – put in and, your names and, and then a draw. Yep. I, like I think it'd be cool. I like that idea. Kind of kind of what we – I'm going to call Dave after this and see what they – because obviously they have to have Well, and he does insurance. his little kids camp thing. He could give out four or five of them at that thing. Yeah, or it goes down to insurance. Could, yeah. Yeah, no, I think, I think we've talked about it before with big game hunting, too. Some kind of mentorship, you know, some kind of way to, you know, we've Give discussed it in that. Yeah, giving a tag to a kid type thing or whatever, which, yeah, like I said, it, it's just it's important to have the kids get involved, and we're losing we're losing that generation. I, we <laughs> This is a side story, but it goes back to bashing on that generation. You know, we Clint and I played in that golf tournament the day before. You know how when you have a par three and uh, hmm. and they have someone watch because if you hit a hole in one, you might win a yep. set of clubs or whatever. So we hit this par three, and there's this kid on the back of the green. And he, you know, he's sitting in one lawn chair, and he's got his feet up on another one, and he's staring at his phone. And I go, oh, did you see that go in? No. And I'm like, you missed it? No. I'm like, are you not here watching that? No. <laughs> what are you doing out here? Selling golf balls. Oh, so you're not here watching the thing? No. And we all walked away and went, okay, if the kid had half a personality, we all would have bought golf balls from him. I was happy that he at least was out there doing it. You know, it's like the lemonade stand. But, dude, to be just staring at your phone, I jokingly said, if that kid would have said, hey, guys, I'm trying to earn enough money to take this chick to the Olive Garden tonight and get her a tour of Italy, anybody want any golf balls? I would have bought every golf ball he had because I think that's funny. You know what I mean? Or if he would have said, hey, I'm saving up for a new uh, driver. I'm selling golf ball. But to just sit there and stare at your phone and think some guy is going to give you money for the golf balls that you picked up off the golf course sucks, and that's that generation. And not even that – not even a story just a just a personality yeah That's just say said. hello if you said hey how's your guys's round going today anybody need you any know? balls you know boom that would have been ones, enough anything i got a few balls just no no communication whatsoever yeah uh i think one of us asked him you got any titleists left no they're all gone yeah. never looked up from his phone yeah Stupid. Yeah, trying so to th- sell something. That's the generation that we're losing. That yeah, it needs to go out in the duck blind where your phone doesn't and learn, work and learn a little bit. Yeah, and learn a little bit and get a yeah. just. There was one aspect of that story you left out. What was that? We hit that. That was hole seventeen, <laughs> par three. On <laughs> we. What, what happened on that? We hole? had we had two in the front sand, one in the back sand, and one in the pond. <laughs> None of them were even on the green <laughs> our, for him. To our watch. worst hole of the tournament. We parred it though, but. I almost hold that one out of the bunker. I know, it missed it by one inch on the top side of the cup. Yep. Yeah. That was that was that was definitely our our worst tee shot of the day. Yeah, we didn't we weren't there on that one for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I guess uh That's all we really wanted to talk that's to all, you guys about that's today. That's all we got. That's all we got. We're one week closer to the hunting season for us. It it is cooler here. But it's Ooh. supposed to go right back. Yeah. I tell you what, right today, back. today, as far as morning time, it felt yeah. good. We talked about it last week. 
that kind of felt like and i know it wasn't super cold but it was like that's the coolest morning we've had in and that was because of hillary hillary yeah. got here yeah hillary i saw the funniest thing cool. it said obviously i hope no one died because of it but it said all deaths reported from um what was it a hurricane yeah hurricane all, Hur- all, all deaths reported by for Hurricane Hillary have now been uh, classified as suicides. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. Uh, shit. It basically caused some flooding down in San Diego. It did nothing. Vegas. You know. Oh, down in Baja. Do you see the videos in Baja, Mexico? Oh, it did nothing in like SoCal oh, and stuff. Oh, my God. Want to know what's flooding. crazy? <laughs> my, parents, my parents were supposed to be in Cabo, and they said to me, you know, uh, what do you think? I said, well, it is, it's hurricane season, but everything's cheaper. And what are the odds of a hurricane? They were literally supposed to be there uh, last week or whatever, whenever it came through yesterday or whatever. And uh, they couldn't get their passports in time. So they didn't go. But they not saying something would have happened to them, but they would have had a shitty trip. Yeah, would have been like raining and windy. Damage, and a lot of damage at the resorts and stuff. And yeah, I didn't see the video. I didn't see it in Cabo, but in Baja, Mexico. Oh. Is that a town? Because that's that, that's all the Baja. Uh, yeah, just just south. Is not Cabo border. on the Baja? Yeah, well, the Baja southern, Peninsula, yeah. southern tip, yeah. just, just south of the border. I, I, unbelievable! Really? I'll show you, I'll show you the video. You're at sea level. Oh, there's, I see. I'm there's a tropical right storm that comes in. Is it coming down? There? I just n- nothing in general. I just see fl- all these flooded streets and Wait, roads all if washed you see the out. Video, and look at the video. It's crazy. Wow. Anyway. This episode has been brought to you by Vortex Optics. Getting out there in the hunting season. Um, they got some. I just talked to the folks there, and they got a very, very cool product coming out here in a couple weeks, months. Not going to tell you about it. Not going to tell you about it. it can't, <laughs> I can't tell anybody about it until the release date, but it's it's going to be really, really cool, I think, from what they've been telling me about it. Um, anyway, Vortex Optics, get out there. And spot for your buddies, find some animals for your buddies, and uh, have a good hunting season. Yes. Hope. When we get to it, we'll be posting. I was some using stuff, my so. Vortex rangefinder on the golf course. Dual purpose. Got to get its used during the summer, too, right? <laughs> yeah. All right. We'll see you next week. See ya. See ya.